Welcome to Everything Life Coaching with John Kim and Noel Cardo, founders of Journey Coaching. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I.co. Hey guys, on this week's episode, we're going to talk about redefining influence. And, you know, especially with today and social media and even the word influencer, I think um, it, it is time to redefine influence. Noel, good morning. Good morning. This is a super important topic and I'm super excited to talk about it. What does influence mean to you, John? Um, I, I feel like there is a new definition uh, coming out Um with influence. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is kind of like what I do. And I actually, I had a lot of resistance with the word influencer. It sounds, um, it sounds arrogant. It sounds like there's, you know, I don't know. I, I never really liked it, but you know, it's a, it's a real thing now. And especially in our business, in the wellness space, there are so many people um, influencing other people through social media. So that's kind of where my, my head goes to first. Yeah. And you know, when I think about this, I kind of, used to have the same reaction that you did to the word influencer and thinking, oh, these are just people who are peddling um, items to their followers and, you know, what it seems really kind of hokey and part of a world that, you know, doesn't sound like something that I want to be a part of. But when I really got down to the definition of what it means to influence, it's to have the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or the behavior of someone or something. And that, to me, really changed the way I viewed that word. Yeah, I mean, so with that definition, uh, we all have influence. We are all, quote-unquote, influencers, you know, daily. We are, and what a profound both opportunity and responsibility to impact somebody's character, their development, you know, or the way that they think and behave. So it it seems like there is a way that we can really take this seriously and a way that we can use it to wield for a force of good. Yeah, you know, I don't think a lot of people, um, or maybe I should just say me, it, 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 it takes a conscious um, intention to wake up and say that um, I'm going to influence someone today. Usually, I'm thinking about how um, <laughs> other people can help me, you know, usually it's like, what do I need? What do I want? Um, but to actually flip it and, and to think that, okay, there's something that I can do that's going to uh, help someone else. And maybe it, it's not like, a, a, maybe it's just the way that I am. Maybe it's, you know, creating a space and all of that. So uh, when it comes to coaching, it's like you could actually be a coach, uh, not just in session, but just as in your everyday life. In just your how everyday you live. life. Yeah, and and I love how you kind of opened up with a with the co- the classic coaching construct of you know you open your eyes in the morning and what's the first thing that you notice that's different and you know everything always starts at home all of our thoughts all of our behaviors who we are who we want to be in the world starts right in our very own kitchens and I think that um, kind of along these lines we take for granted the influence that we have over our home environments and the way that people experience day in and day out life living with us, our families. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that also, um, 
because of that, the uh, not only the, the the word influence is being redefined, but also, uh, and you and I know this, uh, coaching is being redefined. I mean, I, I've seen the the spectrum from it because when it first came out, I felt the same way as like the word influencer. I felt like, oh, it's kind of kind of cheesy. I want to stay away from it. You know, me coming from the clinical world, I, I I felt like I was judging it. But now, coaching is um, it's so much more. You know, it, it is. It's so much more. So let's break it down. So when somebody decides to become a coach, and I can say this with a certain amount of certainty because we've trained, we're getting, you know, up there, <laughs> we're getting in range of a thousand coaches, right? Yeah. Um, amazing. So it's amazing. And so when I look at everybody who's out there training to become a coach, there are certain characteristics or experiences that show up. Usually people have been through some shit, whether it's mm -hmm. a breakup or a divorce, or you lost a job, or uh, you lost a ton of weight and you found yourself through fitness, or you had a personal transformation, there has been something about your hero's journey that put you on the path. And here's point number two of wanting to be of service to others. Yeah. So it's You've come out the combo. other side. Yeah. Right. You come out the other side and, and now you have a flag to wave of like, hey guys, I did this, you can do it too. And that life experience combines with the desire to serve others. And I think what this boils down to in a really real way and what coaches have to grapple with and take ownership of is that we want to influence and impact the world around us. Yeah. And what you're talking about is a process that I think is natural, just being human. We're supposed to go through this process. We're supposed to go through this process and it's our clients, it's our families. It's, you know, the question I ask my husband every day, how can I make your day better? You know, mm -hmm. we're influencing the world around us with these little beautiful water droplets of emotion and behavior. And then as coaches, when we take that path, when we're like, all right, I'm going to do this professionally and wield it through connection to others, then we have some big questions that people need to get into. All right, let me hit pause real quick and just highlight when Noel says every morning I wake up and ask my um, I ask my husband, how can I make uh, your day better? There might be a lot of people listening to this, rolling their eyes or calling bullshit. And I want to say um, Noel is one person that actually I can see doing that, you know, um, and, and, and I, and, and this is just, you know, when we're talking about influence. Like I feel her influence, uh, not only as uh, someone who's, uh, you know, spearheading our, our company, but also as a friend, as a person. Um, and, and I just, I want to say that, uh, just that one thing, like you wake up and you ask your partner, your friend, your, your, your family member or whoever, how can I make your day better? Like if, everyone did that and i don't do that the the world would be different and and so like that's the power of influence yeah and i think you just hit the nail on the head because the the big question is what do you stand for mm. you know what do you right. stand for and if i'm being really and thank you for your kind words you know it means a lot to me um that you see me in that way and if i'm really thinking about you know, what I stand for, it's positivity and kindness. And everybody out there mm -hmm. rolling your eyes, like roll right. them, but it's totally true. I am a damn fairy and, <laughs> <laughs> and I will never change. Um, so yeah, I stand for positivity and kindness and 
yeah, you, you yeah. can see that imprinted in our business, in our training program, in our in the way that our team comes together, in our coaches, in my family life, in our friendship, and it's something I'm proud of. How, let me ask you this: um, How does that help you, knowing that you stand for that, and then allowing um, you know behavior, intentions, everything else to kind of back it? And that's that's where your question comes from to your husband in the morning is how can I uh, make your day better? Uh, how does that help you as a person just maneuvering through life, having uh, you know something to stand for? Yeah. So when you have a value system and when you have those words, you know what do you stand for? It gives you your compass um, mm -hmm. of influence essentially. And so if I'm ever in doubt, I can ask myself, well, what it was the kind thing to do? What is the thing that will shed light versus darkness on this situation? How can I lean into my values and create different circumstances, impact, or influence that will change things and bend it to my will, which represents kindness and goodness? I, I think it took a while, but I, I, I love that you actually practice what you preach. And so thank you. It's great. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. So I'm going to turn it around and thinking about yourself, thinking about your brand, thinking about your daughter, your family. What do you think you stand for? What a tough question. I think it's changed over the years. Uh, I think now it's doing everything I can and also trying to lead by example for people to li live an honest life. So mm. uh, li living a life that's honest to them. I, I that, that's really important to me because, you know, half of my life, I did not do that. And then the other half of my life, um, I've, I've done more of that. And it's really changed my life. Um, so just working with clients, most clients that, that end up seeing me, they're, they're just not living an honest life. And so that's something that I, I definitely um, I stand for. Yeah, and, and I agree. And I've seen that represented in your work over the last decade really. And if I'm thinking about you as a human and as a human plant, you know, you need authenticity and freedom just like other plants need water and sunlight. Yes. And I, I think part of that is um, because I didn't have freedom and I wasn't an authentic person. Um, and I remember what that felt like and what life was like. I just, I will never go back to that. <laughs> I just, I can't, you know, right. and, and that's what fuels me. And you know what's what it's crazy, and I'm just coming to realize in the, this conversation is if we take those two pieces of ourselves of you know positivity and kindness and authenticity and freedom, that's what journey coaching is. Mm, interesting. Start to finish. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love how it lines up. Yeah, and if we're talking about influence, guys, this is an example. I guarantee you that when John and I started this whole partnership we have going back in the olden days, neither one of us had any idea what was going to happen. All we had were these big questions of what do you stand for and what do you want to see in the world? And we've imprinted it on our brands, on our coaching, on our company, on the coaches we train as we've moved through the world. Yeah, and there's this overlap, you know, when you talk about what you stand for and, and, and yours being um, kindness, uh, mine being living an, a life that's honest to yourself, it, um, it overlaps in the sense that, like, it gives, it, I think it repositions people with their North Star. 
like if you actually put a lot of weight and and it, and you just hold it with two hands there's no way that your life isn't going to realign and i'm not saying that it's easy you know like we have we have hard days and 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 whether it's work or or personal but um it completely re- realigns your life it does it completely realigns your life and it, it's it's a, it's almost like a feeling of coming home and of comfort and that deep breath that you take when you know that you've made a good decision that is aligning with your true self with your true purpose it also um the byproduct of that is freedom it is in, you know? in in so many different ways so now let's take this and switch it around and say cuz we just said okay that's what it does for us you know internally but if we're taking our personal values and the influence that we want to wield what change do you want to see in the world oh man what change do i want to see in the world deep questions today i know God, I, I, um, I, I think the the word that really hits me is I, I, I want people to humanize themselves. I want people to um, go back to um, connecting with them, you know, before shit went down, before taxes, before the divorce, before all the stuff that that uh, life, um, all the stuff that happens that makes us uh, start to live uh, outside in. You know, so that that that's what I would love for the world. And I I actually totally agree with you through my own lens is that humanizing quality of looking at other people and saying, wow, that person sitting next to me has the same depth of emotions and feelings and dreams and sorrows and doubts and fears. And I can find empathy for that person in this moment because we share our humanness. And I, and I think that um, that process naturally connects us, right? It does. It connects us and it creates the ripples of essentially wielding influence in our everyday world. Right. Yeah. So um, I know we're going deep today, but I like it. This is a fun place <laughs> to swim. And so, you know, as we're t- thinking about coaches and we're talking about influence, you know, John and I are just two people who became coaches and had no idea what was going to happen in our lives. We're both also um, incredibly stubborn people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that stu- <laughs> can be, and that stubbornness is centered around values. Yeah. Wait. What sign are you? Because that, as an Aries, I'm just. It's in my. It's in my. It's in the stars. But what are I'm you? I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. So I'm exacting. I'm analytical. I will be oh, of sense, service. Right. Yeah. Very much. So. I don't. I don't. I don't find you stubborn uh, unless you are fighting for someone who you know who is being bullied in some way or there's some injustice, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But as a person, I don't think you're stubborn. As a person, I'm very stubborn. I, I, yeah. my stubbornness, you're right, shows up in service to others. That's where it shows right. up. Um, right. in the, you know, like me being Gandalf, like you shall not pass. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's where it comes down. So, guys, you know, if you're, if you're saying th- these are really big questions, these are, are really heavy questions, we're going to break it down for you a little bit further because it doesn't have to be. I mean, John and I are talking about this from the luxury of um, a 10-year-long perspective of having been in the field for 10 years. But it has been our uh, relationship to those values and answering the questions, what do we stand for and what change do you want to see in the world that has 
remained the North Star that's kind of guided us through stuff that I thought we'd never be doing, honestly. So I think that the old way of coaching was to think that your sphere of influence was limited to one client at a time. Mm -hmm. And now there are so many different ways to create ripples. So we, we have content, right? So John, this is your land. Tell me about content and how you can create influence, what you can do as a coach. Yeah. And this is also constantly evolving and I'm learning and always playing with this, but, um, obviously books, the written word, um, blogs, how I started out, um, what we're doing right now, podcasting, right. And also your brand, um, you know, how you show up, because I think your brand isn't just a fancy logo. It's, it's who you are. It's how you show up. It's going back to what you stand for, you know, the flags that you're waving. And so your brand itself, like the energy of your message that sends ripples. So it yeah. just, it, it just comes out and then it, then it comes down to like, how do you live your life? You know? And I always talk about self betterment being a lifestyle. And if you live a certain way, um, you're not just growing and, and evolving, but your ripples are strong. You know, your ripples are strong and it's less exhausting if you're leaning into your authentic self. Yes. And uh, I got to say, uh, because just because I'm, I'm older and I've been around since, you know, pagers, I, I've watched the dot com boom. I've watched I've witnessed, uh, you know, the invention of the webcam um, all the way to broadband. And then now what's happening with social media and also the explosion of post- like I, I've, I'm in the perfect I was born in the perfect time where I could, um, you know, compare the analog to what's happening. And I think right there's an, there's no better time than right now as far as what you can do and how you can um, send ripples as a coach. Yeah, and and I really I want to validate um, our listeners right now. So everybody's made out of a different mold, and from the early days, John has been somebody who's been willing to put himself out there and to establish that brand for somebody like me looking at John. Even today, you know, I'm like, oh God, how do I do that? You know, what is what is my special sauce? What would my brand be like if I had one? And I've been in this field for 10 years and I think it is just starting to emerge. Mm. So yeah. it's okay to right. take your time with this. There's no race. There's so much you can do otherwise. And, you know, brands change as you change, you know, um, the, the, the big thing that happened to me recently was becoming a father. And I'm sure that somehow that's going to affect my brand because of the content I produce. Yeah. There's going to be a motorcycle and a baby. And a baby <laughs> and, a motorcycle <laughs> and a pacifier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all the things. And yeah. so now let's look at, you know, the area where I've spent the most of my time over the last 10 years and that's in product and Mm -hmm. that's with sessions and groups and seminars and courses and community and experiences. And throughout that time, I've really focused on, you know, what could I produce? What could I lean into? And I've done that largely behind the scenes as a coach that I'm Mm. invisible. Now I'm visible in the context of my role at journey coaching. But, you know, if you look at my Instagram, it's mostly pictures of my dog. 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful dog, by the way. George, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He is a wonderful dog. And, you know, you guys are, are kind of witnessing the evolution of me as I'm playing and struggling and looking for my voice. But that sits next to everything that I've been able to accomplish with product. And so, mm-hmm. guys, the message here is lean into your strengths. You don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to accomplish everything. Just start where you're comfortable and start where you're good at. Yeah, and this is another place where we're opposites, um, meaning you starting with someone who's behind the scenes, um, running operations, you know, um, 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 helming projects and teams, me starting um, in front, you know, me starting uh, producing content, showing myself, and now kind of going backwards where, you know, um, trying to uh, do the business side of TAT as that grows and other kind of things that are more behind the scenes. And now you're actually appearing and surfacing and and being um, in the front now with podcasting and, you know, being more active on social and, and, and in our community. So that's really interesting. We're, it's we're crazy. Over again. Yeah, <laughs> we we are. It, 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 I'm so excited for what we're gonna look like five years from now. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I I I don't. I'm not someone who um, is naturally going to be behind the scenes, but I'm sure I'll be somewhere in the middle. You know. Yeah, and I probably yeah. will end up too, um, as I gain more confidence with my voice. So yeah. that flows really nicely into our next point is. What happens when we create and why is it important to create and to wield influence that's based on our values? Yeah, especially now today with with, uh, you know, social media and the Internet, everyone is creating um, and also just kind of bringing it to to today as in what's happening out in the world. Uh, we're all kind of trapped in, in, in inside and there's a lot of people um, creating, which I think is a great thing. It is a great thing. And, you know, I can speak for myself that for me, I love to create. I love to write. I love to paint. um, And I love to write poetry. And what always stops me from hitting publish is fear of judgment or fear of negativity because I'm a pretty sensitive person. Um, And what I've learned over the years is that you just have to – Hit publish and walk away. Yeah, which is so hard, you know. Which is I can so hard. Yeah. yeah, and 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 when you do that, when you do it consistently, and when you're standing not in ego, but in your values of kindness and positivity and authenticity and freedom and coming home to yourself, that message becomes bigger than you. Yeah, and that's when I think. Um, there's empowerment, you know, that's when there's strength. I think when, when you can walk away after hitting posts and, and then you get an email from someone or a DM um, or, or something where they're like, Hey, that affected me. Uh, now uh, there should be empowerment because it's now bigger than you. It's, it's now bigger than you. And there are ripples because right. the folks who have intersected with your message become better parents they become better partners, they're better Mm -hmm. managers, they're better friends. And, you know, I'm going to take this to a really deep place that when those of us who are in wellness, who are doing the work of coaching, when we work on ourselves and we put our messages out there from a value-driven perspective, 
the stakes are and what we can actually accomplish is breaking the cycles of intergenerational problems that dogged our oh, parents yeah. and our grandparents. And so those ripples aren't flaky little ripples. They're hardcore. Right. And we're also spreading hope. Yeah. And we're spreading hope. So I thought it would be fun to take a walk down memory lane and take what we're talking about today and apply it to journey coaching because mm -hmm. I'm consistently just humbled and staggered by what we created. And it really started with a couple of conversations, a couple of coaches and an idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, even if you go back further, uh, the frustration of um, someone with a broken heart and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, frustrated with uh, um, the clinical world and and thinking that there's a better way to to help people. Yeah. yeah. So, what was it like for you? When you just in the in the early early days, it was me, you, MC, a couple of other guys. There were like five right. of us. Um, yeah. What did that feel like for you to be in that position of okay, now we have a thing? <laughs> I had no idea what it was going to be. I just liked the fact that um, we could all um, be rebels together. We could all. Um, do something positive. Uh, we could also, you know, um, create something, share a journey. But I mean, obviously, I had no idea where it would go or how big it would get. I just thought it was it was cool at that time. Yeah, it and, was an outlet for me. You know, it it was an outlet for me too. I was recently divorced. I was in graduate school. I was building my practice, and it was really fun to exchange ideas. And one of the things that I want to highlight speaking for myself is that, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and it was messy. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you remember. So guys, I am not a tech savvy person and I decided to build a WordPress site one time. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember somebody who actually knows what they're doing, took a look at it from the back end and was like, what pit of hell is this? You know? Right, um, right. And so it was It was imperfect. It was messy. There was a bunch of people splattering plate, paint. We were trying things. And then, you know, slowly the structure kind of started to emerge and we developed our course. And then um, what really changed things for me was when there were students involved and then the responsibility became to the people that we were training to become coaches. Right. Real life people. Right. Real and life and, and hearing their stories and where they came from and where they want to go and all of that. Yeah. And wanting our brand, our community, our training program to last beyond them so that, you know, it meant something at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's like we went from the basement, like kids playing in the basement to um, setting up shop on the street. Oh yeah, very much yeah. so. And, and the outcome of that, because I think we drove it with such spirit is that that community formed. And mm -hmm. not just one community, but multiple communities, multiple online communities, communities on different social media platforms, retreats, our content. And now we have an army of helpers, literally. Yeah, now it's like, it, you know, for me, it's so much bigger than me. Um, I mean, I don't, 
all the people that are coming in, it's like, I can't, I don't even know them because uh, there's so many people. So I see them in class. Um, but it's not like before where I knew every single person and obviously, uh, you know, you, you know, and get to know them probably a lot more than I do. But, um, now it's like, I, I don't even see it as, uh, something we created. I, I think it's something that's our, like in the air, you know? It is. It, it, the, the company has a life of its own and it has um, a character of its own. And, yeah. you know, and I tell all of our coaches in class every weekend, you know, you guys are the ones who are putting the stamp on the identity of this company. It, it has gone beyond me. It's gone beyond John and the individuals mm-hmm. who are coming in with their unique spirits and what they want to do are the ones who are shaping the future of not only journey coaching, but the field of coaching itself. Yeah. And what, what an amazing, and this is, you know, the natural evolution. Um, this is what it's supposed to, you know, this is a good sign. This is what it's supposed to, to happen. Um, and for me, I just like, I could now in my lawn chair, look back and just watch it <laughs> swim, in, <laughs> swim in the sky and just be like, Oh my God, look at that thing. That's amazing. You know? And, yeah. You can yeah. sit in the lawn chair and I'll wave to you and be like, John, I need you to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. come on, like, come help. Um, so, you know, again, guys, this is the luxury of looking back over the course of a decade. So let's talk about what you can do now today, if you're at the starting line. And by the way, you know, I feel some nostalgia and envy of people who are at the starting line now because I'll never get another opportunity to be at the starting line with coaching. And mm. the landscape has changed so much. The resources that are available to people, the way the public um, has an awareness of this science and how valuable it is, you know, this is the most beautiful time to be coming into this field. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, some things that you can do to start with is to identify who are your people? Who do you care about? So Mm. for me, um, when I'm looking out into the world, it's, it's I've become really interested lately in the way that people experience well-being through their work. Because I'm looking out into the world and saying, wow, you know, big corporations don't really treat people that well. People aren't happy. They want to do different things with their lives. And so for me, that's really who I'm caring about right now. Um, Mm. How about you, John? Um, It started with me caring about uh, people who uh, were going through um, tough relationships, um, breakups and all of that. Cause I was coming out of a divorce and I, and I felt, felt them and I was, could be empathetic. And then it switched to um, teenagers and uh, addiction and redefining men, you know? Um, and now I don't know now I'm 47 and you know, it's, it's going to probably change again, uh, but it's always changing depending on the, the, uh, the chapter in my life and, and oh. who's around me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm excited for that evolution. And I think it's a really great example for folks that your, your gaze shifts and changes and that will change along with your cause. So, you know, moving on from people, what is your cause? Do you care about healthy relationships? Do you care about, you know, environmental protection? Do you care about, as John said, big life changes, big transitions? And when we're, when you're when you're searching for this stuff don't just think about what sounds good 
or what you find attractive or snazzy, you have to really get intuitive with what you connect with. And if you don't know what it feels like to connect with giving a fuck, well, that's the place to start. Yeah, absolutely. How do you know when you give a fuck about things, John? Um, I could feel it. And then I noticed that my behavior lines up, you know, um, and also it's usually natural. Like, for example, um, one of the things that I, I give a fuck about today is trying to make some kind of um, dent in, um, you know, all the toxicity in swipe culture. Right. And so mm. that came from talking to um, hundreds of mostly women in their 30s who are frustrated with dating and internalizing and, and the whole landscape today. And then that turned into um, writing and that turned into a book and, you know, now it's turning into an app. So it's a progression, you know, it's, I think it starts with a fire in your belly and then it starts to ripple outward. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you have to get out of the way of it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. Can, you can't stand it. Yeah. You have to let it go. And, right, and for, right. me, um, for me, it feels it's. It's actually an unpleasant feeling because I've come to learn that that usually lines up with tons of work. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it feels like, you know, uh, settling in for when you're going to go for a really long run and you know there's going to be that midpoint where, you know, you're burning and it's it's hard to get through and it's like, yeah. okay, like this is where the staying power comes from. Um so guys, that's what you're looking for to say, okay, you know, if I'm going to craft influence, if I'm going to craft a career in this space, to attach it to something deeply personal and authentic so you don't get bored, so you don't burn out, and so that you actually show up in the world so that, that those ripples happen. Um, Steve Jobs once said that you you the reason why you have to um, be passionate about your fire uh, or what you what you want to do or what you want to build uh, in this case you know your influence um, and it has to come from a, a genuine place because if not it's not sustainable like because you know there is a long journey because the work is so hard or because there's so much work to do um, if it's something that's con contrived you won't make it because it's a marathon. Exactly. You'll flag out. That's a, yeah. I think that's a beautiful point to close with. And if you are looking for your community, if you are looking for others to hold out the lighters, if you're looking for that spark, um, come on and visit us at Journey Coaching. There is no other community out there like it. And we are in the business of transforming people. Yes. Come over and redefine your influence with us. Ready to cut through the BS of becoming a coach? Snag John and Noelle's six-step guide to becoming a life coach at journey.co slash everything. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything. If what you've heard here today speaks to you and you want to learn a little bit more about becoming a coach, visit journey.co, J-R-N-I dot C-O. We've graduated nearly a thousand coaches and offer vibrant community, strong lifetime support, and world-class coaching education. We're fully ICF accredited and look forward to watching how you use coaching to make a bigger impact in the world around you.